people have a coffee maker? Look, they've got a Mr. Coffee. I love a vintage cup of coffee. I can't wait to go here. And then next to that, they've got the instant Nescafe. What do you think? Is that where you want to spend the weekend? I mean, what is it about this cluttered picture of a coffee maker with instant coffee that's going to make you want to click and see more pictures of this property? Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about house hacking. And house hacking is one of the easiest ways, I think it's the easiest way to get into real estate investing without a huge investment. And I really want you to succeed on this. I want you to do well. Last week, we talked about how to set your listing up on Airbnb, because Airbnb is by far the most popular place, where the most common place where people look for properties to rent in a sort of a short-term situation. So last week, we talked about how to set the listing up. Now, today I want to talk about some of the biggest mistakes that people make. And this is going to be very visual because we're going to be looking mostly at pictures. So you might prefer, you might enjoy it more if you go and watch this on YouTube. So we'll put the link there in the show notes for the podcast. And I'm sorry, I'm going to try to describe the pictures a little bit, but you know, it's just not going to be the same as actually seeing what the heck I'm talking about. But you know what? If you go onto Airbnb, you'll be able to find tons of examples of what I'm talking about in your own market. So let us launch right into this. And the first thing you want to see is when you do your search, I don't know if it's the same actually on your phone, but if you do a search on a regular computer, laptop type of thing, you're going to see that half the screen is taken up with the map. And then you start, and then on the other side, you see the listings. So you've got, there's two columns of listings. It's actually a really small amount of space that you have to show people the first glimpse of your photo, of your property. So what are they going to see? How are you going to stop the scroll? How are you going to get them to like, woo, as they're going, woo, flipping through a million miles an hour? How are you going to get them to find you? Especially if you're a new listing and you might not be on page one, how are you going to like grab people's attention? So one major thing is your, the, the big thing, the major thing, what everybody's going to see is your profile picture, your main picture. So I don't mean like your personal profile, like, oh, like you got a smile. No, I mean the picture that you choose as your cover photo for the listing. Okay. So like, for example, look at this one that I found that looks like a jail cell. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you look at this thing, it's got the barred windows. It's, there's no pictures. It's just a bed and a barred window. I was like, is this like a fancy jail I'm going to be staying in? But if you scroll through a couple of the pictures, you see that they have pictures of like a backyard garden, which, you know, the pictures they took are not fantastic because the flowers are sort of not the focus. But you could take a picture of the backyard with all the flowers, with maybe a chair that would be so much more visually appealing and be much more likely to stop the scroll than this picture of the jail cell, although I stopped on it because it was so like stark, but it didn't make me want to live there or stay there, right? So there are five major mistakes that people make when they're taking their pictures for Airbnb. And we're going to show you examples of all of them, but I'll quickly give you an overview. It's light, the use of light, the angle or perspective that they're taking the picture from. They're not following the rule of thirds, which we'll talk a little bit more about, obviously. Uh, they're burying the lead, 
which is a journalism term that we're going to talk about. And then you've got to focus on the feeling. What feeling are you evoking from the person who's looking at this? So we'll talk about that. And then in the end, I'm going to give you some bonus stuff, which is just like think about what you're doing and compare and show you some cool pictures that that demonstrate that. So in the light for light, okay, what we're looking at here is a picture of a bedroom and a bed with a really, probably really beautiful chandelier. And they've lit the chandelier and that's all you see. So because of the way the camera works, right? And they didn't use a flash. So the the picture, the chandelier is just over brightening everything. You see the chandelier, it almost hurts your eyes. And then you look and the whole rest of the room looks dirty and dark. And, you know, I think that it almost makes the, the bed itself, like everything seems to have a tinge to it, like a kind of a dirty tinge to it. And all they would have had to do, and this would have been like 100% improvement, if they would turn that chandelier off and use a flash to light the room, then you're going to see like the flash is going to pick up some of the crystals of the chandelier. It's going to look much more uniform. You know, in, in general with light, you just want to have it be uniform so that everything's clean looking and open looking and very appealing. And we'll see some pictures later where people have done a really good job with that. This is not one of those pictures. This is from the same listing. The people waited until the sun was right behind the house and then they went and took a picture of it. So instead of looking like, oh, this is kind of a cool house, instead you're seeing like this kind of weird like flashback kind of photo from when you were a kid, like the sepia tones that from the 1940s, which probably was not when you were a kid, but it just has a really kind of not, you know, it washes everything out, washes out all the color. So when you take a picture outside, you want always the sun to be behind you, right? You want the sun to be on the opposite side of the pic- of the subject that you're taking the picture of. So in this case, they should have waited until the sun was on the other side and was pointing at the house or to take the picture on a gray day. And actually, you know, people don't like overcast days, but photographers love them because when you have an overcast day, you get this beautiful light, natural light that is not blasting through the window, like a bright sunbeam that's going to make the rest of the room look dark. So in this case, not a good day, not a good time to take that photo. Here's another example. First of all, this, we'll talk about this more later, but this has a lot of ceiling. This picture has a lot of ceiling. I mean, it's just way too much ceiling. So making it closer, getting a better angle on the bed, maybe standing in a different position. And certainly that light, again, it's making the whole rest of the room look very dark. And like, I imagine this room having no windows at all because it's just so dark looking. So this light, and I don't think it's even that bright of a light. It just happens to be the only light source. So it throws everything off. Whereas a flash would flood light throughout this whole room and it would make it all look just so much nicer and happier. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is the angle. Or the perspective. I mean, some people think like, okay, look at this picture. And I, I took the whole picture because I wanted you to see that they are asking $500 a night for this particular property. And when you look at it, it's like, okay, the whole picture is at a 45 degree angle. So it makes it kind of weird. And especially if you're looking at it when it's small and it's next to other things, it just looks sort of mixed up. You can't even tell what it is. And to me, a confused mind, this is actually like a sales um, adage, like a confused mind doesn't act. So a confused person, they're going to look at that and they're just going to keep on scrolling. I mean, maybe the person thought, oh, this will be really fun. I'm going to use my 
ceiling fan as the point of the top, and then I'm going to have this really cool picture. That's not the effect they got. The effect they got was, this is confusing, and I don't want to look at it. So, you know, keep the scroll in mind. Maybe this could be a cool picture. Maybe this could be a cool picture if it was inside once you started looking at the listing. But now here's another picture from the same listing. I mean, really. Okay, here's, it's like a, it's like a purple bed. I mean, I like purple, okay? It's not the purpleness that's bothering me. It's the angle. The, the picture, it's at the opposite angle from the other picture. So if I was already in my recliner trying to view the other picture, I now have to reacclimate myself to this other <laughs> angle to see the bed. And they're like sitting at the foot of the bed, like maybe tipped over and showing you the bed at a weird angle. It's not relaxing. It's not, you know, it's not even really like cool, funky, intriguing, artistic to me. I just think it looks like weird. And here's the fireplace from the same listing. Okay, so you're getting the picture. Like the, here's the fake fireplace. So a fake fireplace, you don't want to get that close to it, right? Because the fire looks even faker. You want to come back. You want to show the fireplace like someone enjoying the fireplace, right? So there's the couch that you can walk in and sit and enjoy the fireplace, not just a fireplace at a weird angle. This is a super example because what we have is we're going to see two pictures of the same listing, the same room. But they've shown it for, for whatever reason, they've shown it from two different angles. So this particular picture, you're seeing it from a very low angle. And it's almost like I'm, I want to look under the bed, right? I want to see, oh, is there any dust bunnies under there? Because it's a very low angle and I can see right under the bed. Whereas if you look at the next picture, they stood up. <laughs> and now you've got a much more natural feeling picture. It still even could be tilted down a little more or a little more close up. But at least in this picture you have the feeling of an approach. Like I could be walking toward this bed to get in. It's very relaxing. I mean, they've got some issues with, with the light from the window, but they've used a flash. So it's not as shadowy as it would be. And basically it's just a nicer, you can kind of see with the exact same room, how this higher, more natural angle gives the picture a much more welcoming feeling. This picture, basically what you have is the person probably stood at the door and took a picture of the bed. And it makes it look small. It makes it look kind of depressing, far away. There's way too much ceiling. It makes the window look really small. Like I look at this and I say, oh, is this a basement window? Is this a basement apartment? Because the window looks so small. And it gives you too much information. So when I look at this, because it's so far away, the mattress looks really flat and uncomfortable. The room looks sort of, you know, angular and small and just in general not welcoming. A picture of the bed and then turn and take a picture of the desk would have been a much more visually appealing way to get this picture. Now here's a picture of a table and it's fine, but you know, because there there are a couple problems which you can probably figure out if you're looking at them. The light is on, it's making a big star, it's reflecting in the window. You don't want to re you have to be very careful of what's reflected. And also you're seeing the back of the chair. So it doesn't feel approachable, right? If you turned a couple of those chairs at an angle to where you could see the table, so step closer, move the chairs out at a little angle as if as you might pull them out if you were getting ready to sit down on them. It's gonna just feel much better and also put something on the, like put a bowl of fruit, put something, you know, maybe place setting, something on the table that's also gonna make you feel like you want to step into this picture. Now there's a photography, there's, there's a rule in photography called the rule of thirds. And basically 
what that means is I'm, I'm going to actually give you the link to this Adobe description, excellent description of the rule of thirds and what it is. But basically, if you imagine, so, so in this listing, in this Adobe thing, you've got two photos side by side. And in both of them, there are people, but they're not the center of the image. The people are off to one side and they're facing the empty space. So if you figure like one third of the picture has the person and what's behind the person. And the other two thirds has where the person's going. It gives you a feeling of movement, right? You can imagine the person who's walking that they're gonna walk into this other half of the picture. And you can do that similar technique in your Airbnb photos. So if you look at this picture of this living room, they've got the couch, which in my opinion, is the focus of the picture. The couch is off to one side. And the way it's set up, I can imagine myself walking into this room, sitting on this couch, maybe looking out the window, looking at the TV. But because they've, you know, kind of paid attention to the rule of thirds, so you you make a little tic-tac-toe board with two horizontal and two vertical lines spaced equally. So you've got nine squares. And you want to kind of keep your subject into one one third and potentially the lower third of the, of the picture, if it's something like a couch. And they've done that here, and it's very effective, and it looks very appealing compared to this picture of a couch, which is the couch is the center of the picture. And also, I want to point out in this picture, they've turned their camera, you know, the normal way, the way you talk on it. But when you take a picture, this is not Instagram, this is Airbnb. When you take the picture for Airbnb, use the whole screen. Take advantage of all the real estate that you have in this picture by turning your phone horizontally and then taking your picture. In this picture, they didn't do that. They've got the, this camera is vertical and the whole bottom of the picture is essentially the couch from the side. So I'm not seeing the couch the way I would sit on it. I'm just seeing the side of the couch. So to me, this is more like an inventory. Oh, they have a couch, check. But there isn't any sort of feeling that I could go sit on that couch if that makes sense. And, and that's kind of what you, want, you, what you want to go for. Now, there's an expression in journalism. So we've gone to, this is, you're getting a great lesson here because we've gone from photography and now we're going to go to journalism. In journalism, there's an expression, don't bury the lead. So you can imagine what that means. Don't like to make the person read through 20 pages to find out that, you know, the Kennedy was assassinated, right? That's the, that's the cover. And in Airbnb, I see a lot with people's cover photos that they're burying the lead, meaning that the most exciting part of their Airbnb is not displayed on the front page. So look at the cover, look at this cover photo. It's basically a coffee maker. Are you gonna wanna like stop the scroll and say, oh my God, these people have a coffee maker? Look, they've got a Mr. Coffee. I love a vintage cup of coffee. I can't wait to go here. And then next to that, they've got the instant Nescafe. What do you think? Is that where you want to spend the weekend? I mean, what is it about this cluttered picture of a coffee maker with instant coffee that's going to make you want to click and see more pictures of this property? I mean, it's just not going to happen. Now, this one is a real favorite of mine. It's basically, this is their cover photo, and it's a picture of a door, which, I mean, it's a lovely door, a nice white door with a nice little wreath on it and everything. But that's not the best part because if you continue to click, if you say, oh man, I just love this door. I can't wait to see what's behind the door. Okay, so there's like a possible appealing thing. What's behind the door? Another door, a close-up of another door. And it's, this one doesn't even have a wreath. So you say, okay, gee, you know, I love a great door. I'm gonna keep clicking. 
You click to picture number three, and there you go. There's your third door picture in the same listing. I'm three photos in, and all I know is that there's a door. <laughs> there's multiple doors. Great, I want a door. I definitely want a door. So as I continue to scroll through this listing, the next picture is a kind of a sad looking picture where the TV's on and it looks like something political, which is not what you want to be making people think about politics. Oh, who's on that TV? What's going on? You know, like maybe put like something generic or like a, like a TV, you know, the little cable thing of the fireplace or something that is not going to make you, take you out of the beauty of being in this picture and put you into a political thought, Right. They've got the desk set up, but then like you look at the couch, they didn't even bother to fluff the pillows. The couch cover is completely wrinkled. So it's like they stood up off the couch, took a picture and sat back down. It's not appealing. Everything needs to be nice. Imagine your mom's coming to visit, okay? And you just want everything to be perfect. Imagine your mom's like this anal retentive, you know, perfectionist and you don't want to get yelled at. So you're just going to smooth everything, fluff everything. Or even imagine you broke into someone's house and you don't want them to know they were, you were there. So you just put everything back exactly the way it was. And see, even in this picture too, they've got the wall is what is in the third. Like that vital third that we learned about in the, in the other couch picture, that's taken up by a wall. Don't waste your real estate. Take nice pictures and make sure you know like you're really intentional about what's going to be in that picture. And this picture, I wanted to bring this in because it's in the same listing. So you've got your three doors, a wrinkly couch, and the final picture is this bright red outdoor patio set, which I think, especially with a different background, this could be, this should be the cover photo. It's red, it's gonna catch your eye. I mean, it's unfortunate that it looks like it's in a parking lot, but you know, I bet there's a way to make this look even better, right? And that would be your cover photo. So in this case, I feel like they buried the lead of the fact that they have an outdoor space, which not everywhere in Boston has, with a whole bunch of doors. And here's another great example. I love this one because if you look at the the title of this listing, it's lakeside, you know, beautiful lakeside home. So it's a whole house next to a lake. Look at the photos we get. First, we get a picture with two rugs. And, you know, you can almost make out that there's a countertop there. Next page, another rug, and oh, it looks like there could be another room nearby. It looks Actually, that next room looks like it's probably an outdoor patio with a beautiful couch, but we can't really see that very well. All we see is the door and a rug. Next one, oh, a little piece of a bed and a rug. I mean, these people must have bought all new flooring <laughs> for, this, for their Airbnb, and they just want to make sure you know we've got all new flooring, okay? The next one, now you've got another rug picture with a really quite ugly and out of focus bed picture that's, again, not appealing. It's not appealing. And then finally, oh no, not even yet, another rug picture. Here we've got, look, we've got brown indoor-outdoor carpeting or brown shag carpeting that's recently been vacuumed. There's only about 100 footprints on top. And then finally, after getting through all those pictures of flooring, you finally get to the picture of the lake. Now. If that's not bearing the lead, <laughs> I don't know what is. I mean, I don't, maybe they were trying to show that if you walk through all these rooms on these rugs that you're going to end up at the lake. I don't know, but it's not, it's not a winner. And that's why even though it's summertime in Boston and this is a beautiful lakeside home, it's not rented. With, it's, it's not rented for the next week in the middle of the high season because I think the picture's 
really are crap, you know? And I almost want to like say to the person, I almost want to write to them and say, would you like me to take some pictures for you? Because they're just awful. So we've talked about lighting. We've talked about the angle and perspective that you want to take your photos. We've talked about the rule of thirds, utilizing the rule of thirds and making sure that you're, you know, centering your pictures really nicely. We've talked about not burying the lead and making sure that your best picture is your front picture, your profile picture for your property. And now I just want to get you to focus on the feeling that your pictures are evoking. So in this case, like here we are, we're looking at a bed. This is this is going to be like a comparison of different ways to display the bed in a way. They're all beds, okay? Here's a bed that's just like, it's in a room, looks like a small room because I can see the corner of the wall. It's got a fluorescent lighting, which everybody loves in their bedroom, right? A fluorescent strip lighting. And then you've got a room with nothing on the walls, no color, just a green bedspread with white pillowcase. Okay, I mean, I'm sure it's a perfectly nice place, but there's no, I have no desire to come to it. I have no desire to visit it. Compared to this bed, which is a little bit nicer. I mean, they're still, they're a little too close to the bed, you know, stuff like that. But at least you've got a little bit of color. I mean, it might not appeal to you because it's like maybe a little girly, but you've got a little color and a little bit of something, right? You can, it's a little more appealing. And then if you go up to this next bed, you've got a nice angular shot. It's high, so it looks like you could be walking over to lay on the bed, which looks pretty comfortable. It's got some color, like I said, great use of lighting. And then if you go to this final picture of a bed, this one is on a high floor. You've got a fantastic view of Boston. So you, you're standing here, you've, you're looking, you're like, wow, when I walk into this room, I'm going to see this beautiful view of Boston. I've got this big bed. It's like a nice big king size bed. Everything looks clean and nice and new. It's, you know, So think about what feeling you're evoking from people as you are bringing them into the space. Okay, here is a picture of an actual, again, real nice use of light, but the angle and perspective are crappy. And and when you walk in here, what is it that you think? Everything in the room is white. I mean, the walls are cream, but it's just a very, very, I mean, you could think, wow, it's really clean, which is a nice, but wouldn't it look a little better since the the center of the photo is completely blank. It's just a wall. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a piece of art there, if there was like a little shelf with a flower or something to just bring a little bit of personality into this room instead of just everything white and cream and, you know, just kind of very generic. This is a picture of a really beautiful staircase, but it seems to go on forever. And what am I thinking? This was the cover photo again. Remember, these are the cover photos that I'm showing you. What am I thinking when I see this image? Like, crap, I'm going to have to drag my suitcase up five flights of stairs, you know, lovely staircase. But what I'm thinking about as a guest is dragging my crap up these stairs. Okay. So what, you know, show your Airbnb listing to your friends and say, what do you think of when you see this picture of the bed? What do you think of when you, do you think of a jail? Do you think of being in prison? Do you think of having to schlep your things up 10 flights of stairs? What images come to mind? Ask a stranger even better, because then you might get a really honest answer. Now, this is a really good example, because here we have a picture of, you know, a very too broad picture of a kitchen or dining area. There's 
the, the really the focus of the room seems to be this kind of dated chandelier. There's a ceiling with lots of grid lines, which is not, it almost looks like an acoustical tile ceiling, not appealing at all. And then, you know, you've got some like too much stuff. And when you compare that, right, with this same exact table, a close up of the table, the two chairs are there waiting to receive you. There's a bottle of wine, some two wine glasses, like a, some kind of a book, much, much more effective. So again, think and put yourself into the situation, into the mindset of the person who is going to be staying in your house and focus on the feelings that you can evoke from that person. This one is, is kind of a favorite of mine because you have really three themes. There's one picture, you've got a dartboard, which there's nothing wrong with having a dartboard in your listing. But it's right next to this very artistic painting of the Eiffel Tower, which to me is a completely different mood than like the, you know, the, the man cave versus the, you know, romantic girly picture of the Eiffel Tower. And then below that, you have a mirror, which luckily the person is not reflected here. I see that a lot where the person is actually in the picture taking, is, is reflected in the mirror taking the picture. But in this case, it's reflecting back to a very dirty bureau top or a tabletop with all kinds of crap all over it. And I just look at that and think, what do you want me to, what do you want me to feel? What do you want me to think when I look at this picture? I mean, I just think the person's just like, they're confused, right? There's no theme here. There's no sort of, what, does this, is this place right for me? Well, maybe I'm a frat guy and I want to play the dartboard, but then I look at that picture, I'm thinking, no, that's not me. Or maybe I'm a really girly girl and I'm thinking, oh, I could have like a great bubbly, you know, bubble bath weekend for myself. And then I see the dartboard and I think, no, that's not me. And in either case, you know, you're going to look at that reflection in the mirror and say, this place looks like a mess. I mean, not only does it look like a mess because of the pictures don't match, but it also looks like a mess because there's a big mess reflected in the mirror. So that is it for the focus on the feeling perspective. Now I want you to just think. These last couple of images are just about thinking and taking into consideration like using a brain cell as you take a picture, right? So here, this person looked out their window or looked, came out of their front door and said, wow, I'm right next to this beautiful church. There's a blue sky. It's just a gorgeous day. I'm going to take a picture of the church. But what they failed to do was to just walk onto the other side of those wires. So instead of seeing a church, I'm seeing a whole bunch of wires all over the place. And that's more what draws your attention. Get a little closer, maybe even going to have to stand on a chair to get that one-way sign out and just take a picture of just the church. You know, zoom in, get on the other side of the wire, zoom in, take a picture of just the church. If that's what you're trying to show, I mean, maybe they want you to know that there's just lots of wires here. Maybe that's the point of the picture. But it seemed to me that what they were trying to do is show you that there are some beautiful historic landmarks nearby. I could be wrong. This is a favorite of mine. If you feel compelled to take a picture of your toilet, please, please, at least shut the lid. So here we have a picture of the bathroom. And not only is the toilet seat open, but because the person, the angle that the person took the picture at, it almost makes you feel like you're heading to the bathroom to like be sick, okay? If you have to take a toilet picture, put the lid down and Bring your camera to about the level of the uh, tank, okay? I mean, if you really, if you can't get away, like you just feel like people have to know there's a toilet in this place. I, I can't let them take that for granted. I want them to know there's a toilet. 
So if you have that feeling, take shut the darn lid and then take your picture a little lower so that you're at the level of the tank so you're not giving that feeling of like running toward the bathroom. This picture is, I don't know. I don't know. It's a door to nowhere. It doesn't seem to show me anything except that the door opens and that there's, you know, a hallway on the other side. I have no, think about like, why are you taking this picture? What do I want to, what's the story I want to tell with this picture? No idea. And here's another one where the focus, the the center of the picture, what's drawing my attention is two doors, probably a closet door and the, the door to go outside. Why do I need that? What is that showing me? The closet door is not open. I don't see like, wow, there's great closet space. And that's actually another point is all of these pictures can have a caption. I highly recommend using that caption. Like for like, let's look to the very first one with the one with the coffee pot. You know, maybe you, you use that and underneath it you say, you know, free coffee and tea or coffee and tea included in your stay or something like to make me understand why in the devil you're putting that there. Now, here's another one. This is <laughs> this is from the, actually from the same one that had all the weird angles, but I wanted to show it to you because again, $500 a night. And what am I looking at? It looks like somebody's, I don't even know. It looks like somebody's shoe collection, I guess. So are you telling me that if I stay at your place, I get to wear your shoes? I don't know. But why in the world, why in the world would you want to give someone a, you know, a picture of your shoe collection on Airbnb. I just don't get that. Just don't get it. And then just to wrap it up, we've got another great toilet picture, which again, I think they want you to know that the bathroom is right next to the bed because of the picture of the bed and then the toilet right next door. But again, close the lid. Just please do me a favor and close the lid. And if you want to take a picture of your washer dryer, which is a great idea, can include a picture of the washer dryer, not as your profile photo, okay? Not as your cover shot, but it's, it helps people and you won't get questions, do you have a washer and dryer? But if you're gonna do that, don't have laundry <laughs> on top of the washer dryer because again, people are thinking about vacation and you show them a picture with laundry waiting to be done and they just think about chores. They're not gonna think about, oh, how convenient, they have a washer dryer. They're gonna think like, oh crap, I need to do laundry, right? Just, just think, just please, I'm begging you, just think about what, the impression people are going to have when they look at this photo. How much work would it have taken that person to take the basket of laundry and move it off the washing machine, right? A minute, right? That would have taken a minute, but they'd failed to do that. How long will it take, have taken that other person to, to smooth that couch cover and make that look more, you know, and, and fluff the pillows and just make it look more welcoming, more neat, more like, you know, people think somebody who can't even be bothered to fluff the pillows in the picture, what kind of place am I going to be renting? What's it going to look like when I get there, right? Nobody wants to rent a dirty kind of crappy place that they're going to feel like they're, you know, people are on vacation. People on Airbnb are on vacation. You want them to feel relaxed when they look at that. What's their vacation going to look like? I'll be sitting out on the patio. I'll be having a glass of wine with my meal. I'll be, you know, relaxing next to the fireplace. Keep that in mind as you're setting up your photos. And I think we've covered it. Oh, the other thing, actually, another little thing I want to talk about. When you're looking at the scroll, recognize 
that you can't see very much of what you've put in as your title. You get at most like four or five words from your actual title. So if you've got this big, beautiful title, cut it down so that the first few words really grasp and give the greatest features. What, you're, what you've got, you've got like a few seconds to capture someone's attention as they're doing the scroll on Airbnb. Put things there that are going to grab their attention. Pick four words that are really like the best. One day free with a one week rental, right? One, one day free or whatever. Like some, I mean, not, I'm not suggesting you do that, but great views. Like make sure you've got a couple of words that are going to really grab people's attention and put those in. Because the other thing you'll notice, once you actually click on a property, you only get six lines of text unless you want to click read more. Well, who wants to read more, right? You're going to have to grab them with your photos and you're going to have to grab them with the first two letters. And if you get in there with the first couple words, then you've got six lines to describe your place. I saw one of them. There were over 40 lines of text, but in the top six lines, they wasted four. Two of them were blank. And two of them, they would just say, oh, we're so happy to be back after COVID. We're so delighted to welcome you back. Who cares, right? These people have never stayed with you before. Get rid of that and get right to the juice, okay? So you've got six lines once you get into your listing, but you want people to get into the listing first and you've got to do that with your photos and with the first like four words of your description title. Hope you find this helpful. If you're having trouble, if your Airbnb is not renting, if you don't know what's wrong and you, you know, you've got this, you've got everything up there, you feel like you've taken all this advice and you're doing a really good job, just send me a link. I'll be happy to give you some feedback. I'd be happy to give you some feedback because believe me, I want you to succeed in house hacking. I want you to be a great house hacker. And you know, like worst possible scenario, okay? You've done everything, you can't get it right, or you just failure to launch. You just don't feel good about doing this yourself. Okay, call me and I'll give you, I mean, I, I'm a coach. I, I help people every single day to put their properties on Airbnb. And I guarantee you that you are gonna make your money back on the coaching in the first two months of your Airbnb. If you don't, 100% money back guarantee. So I hope that's not too like sales pitchy, but I actually just really, really want to help you and really want you to succeed at this because there's nothing like living for free. See you next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.